This is Paul Nobles from eatform.com and I am sitting here with Pokemon Go fan April Blackford. April, do you want to say hello to everyone so they know that you actually exist? Hi everyone. So I'll get into it after the fact, but I went Pokemon Go crazy this week. And so we definitely need to have that conversation. And actually, it does fit in well to the overriding conversation we're going to have about how to handle the holidays and, and things of this nature. And so uh, anything interesting coming up in in your world? Well, I'm happy to say, you know, I have my foot injury, which we haven't had a webinar, so no one doesn't really know about it. But I was told no, no lower body exercises for six weeks, six weeks, which I call bullshit on. Um, but I was able to deadlift 250 on Friday. So. Okay. Oh. So are you just able to stay off of like the, the four, four, um, well, no, it actually, it, it only it, right now, it only hurts just to put a shoe on, um, but not to put weight on the bottom. So, you know, I just kind of, suck it up and cringe while putting on a shoe and then I'm good. So. Yeah, I'm I'm I had a similar deadlifting experience. Um we got like the surprise skating meet for my daughter and uh was we had to be there for like six thirty in the morning. It was deadlift day, so I'm like on short sleep, um trying to deadlift um, I'm pretty routinely in the 400s for reps right now, so you know it gets to be a little scary um, at my size, which is basically 175. Um, you know, I have to use a lot of energy and a lot of muscles to get that uh, that weight moving, and um, no problem. In fact, it was almost the opposite. Like it was, it was. It, I felt really strong. I was planning on doing it on Saturday, but uh, Pokemon Go became a very big distraction on that day. And so uh, so I ended up pushing it off. And I think the extra day of recovery did help quite a bit. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit, because this is going to be kind of a shorter uh, you know, podcast that will probably be about 30 minutes or so. Both April and I have coaching calls right after this. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes that, that people make and, and, you know, at the beginning of November, anybody that was looking for a cut, we were, I was personally recommending a few two to three week cuts where we would get pretty aggressive and then we would shut it down, um, going after the holidays. There, there were people that would say, Oh, there's really no reason to not go through the holidays. But even if you can deal with, you know, the temptation and stuff like that, there's always going to be periods where you should be, you know, not dieting. And I think that that is a good period because even if you're like, you don't want to be like the celery stick person at a holiday party, you know. Um, but more than anything, I think it's just like, it's just a natural cycle you can get in and out of. Now, if you have, you know, um, racing season coming up, 
CrossFit competition season coming up. Those are all, you know, legitimate reasons um, to be in a fat loss cycle around the holidays. But for the most part, people, um, it's a good time for a good two to three week cut. Um, you know, if you're, let's say, a female at, you know, 143 and you want to get to 138 going into the holidays, it kind of allow yourself a little bit of a buffer. That's a good thing. Any thoughts or strategies that you can think of right off the bat? Because I'm, I'm going to use some overriding stuff. Um, in regards to the in regards to the holiday eating, yeah, I would say let's start with eating and then let's move to moving. Um, the the a couple of things that that I generally suggest are um, a couple of key points that are major. You know, not stressing over the small details because I think a lot of times a lot of people can overthink it and tend to kind of stress themselves out, and you know, it ends up making it a bigger issue than what it is. Um, but one thing the the most number one thing that I suggest is to continue to track um, because I think people go two different ways. They either don't track and they have the screw it mentality of they're not being totally honest with themselves. And, you know, when you don't track, it could be a matter of just completely going off the rails and having the mentality that, you know, well, I've already screwed up today. I'm really going to screw it, screw it, screw it all, you know, and then yeah. just going even that much worse in the direction or, they can tend to stress out too much, not track, stress out, and assume that they just totally went off the rails and then kind of mentally get in their own head when in reality they probably underate or, you know, didn't even eat nowhere near the amount that they thought they did. So first thing I always suggest is continue to track just to have some level of accountability, you know, for yourself. Um, but for the, um, the, the actual big meal day, you know, and generally, generally suggest the, the large meal strategy you know, the one large meal strategy and maybe, you know, kind of delaying breakfast. And when you do eat that, make it a little lighter with a protein emphasis, kind of a little bit lower on fats and carbs, you know, going in and, and kind of, you know, somewhat, I hate to, to call it this, but somewhat kind of hoarding, hoarding your macros or hoarding your, your calories just a little bit, just to kind of give you that buffer. Um, and that generally works pretty well for me. And that way, you know, I'm not in a position of, you know, just not being able to enjoy the things that I want to enjoy. Well, um, I, think, I, personally, okay. I think one of the mistakes that people make is they think that, um, I'm just trying to think of basically any holiday food, they'll look at it and go a carb, right? But it's really a carb cooked with butter in oil, right? And then you're eating fats along with that. And so... That's what makes the calorie get super, super high. So a lot of times people will demonize carbohydrates there when it really is kind of a carbs and fats problem. So what April is saying is that if you can keep it to mostly protein, fibrous, vegetables, things like that, earlier in the day, you can kind of meet your fats later in the day, right, while eating some things that you enjoy. Now, the, the net outcome the scale's probably going to be up, right? But the net outcome is that the scale doesn't end up being up a lot, right? And uh, and then, you know, um, <laughs> we actually use the real word on the Friday podcast, but, you know, basically you, you're referring to as effort days, 
right? Where you're just like, screw it. I just messed everything up. You know, um, I, I'm not a big fan of those days. I mean, I have them for sure. But, you know, I, I'm real. You know, I have two teenage daughters and, you know, I like to be an example for them um, with activity, but also with food. And I really don't like my daughters. My, my wife is, my wife's way in the other stratosphere beyond me. I mean, she will never talk about dieting, diets, weight, you know, around my daughters at all. Right. So, um, I think that that's a, that's a smart strategy given, you know, how much, um, you know, whether you like it or not, your kids are going to be getting that kind of information at school. And so if you're talking to your kids about, you know, being strong and, and being active, you know, it, it stands in contradiction of what they do. But but also if if you lead by example, I also agree with April on eat meals. Don't get super, super snacky. Right. Um, and so if you're going to a holiday party and, uh, you know, one of the best strategies that you can do is you can sort of have your, you know, a big dinner and then you can pick alcohol or snacks, right? I mean, you, you do sort of have to make that choice sometimes. Uh, sometimes when you get enough alcohol in the, in the picture though, you know, snacks just become like, like calorie free until the next morning. Um, I do think that that one strategy that we need to talk about is alcohol, right? Because, um, you know, what's the point of the exercise, right? If you're trying to enjoy the taste of a beer and have three or four of them, right, four to six of them, you really do need to view them as a worse version of cheesecake, Right? Because cheesecake, the body can sort of figure it out. You know, with drinks, it does view it as a toxin. That's one of the things that gives you the effect in your brain, right? Is your body's trying to get it in and out, you know, um, and that allows for that that release of inhibitions. This is probably, I don't even, I can't even think of the way to say it. But if the goal is to get that, you know, what you want to do is have bourbon, clear liquors, you know, the the stronger stuff so you can get the the effect with the least amount of calories. Now, I realize with wine and beer, a lot of it is taste. But if you're realistic about that, you know, what you're really doing is kind of having multiple desserts. And you know what I mean? And and really kind of a, a, a worse version of dessert because of the way that it's processed in your body? The, the short answer for me is always, which I get obviously with the, the, the coaching, you know, I get asked that question a lot in regards to alcohol consumption. And my response is always, are you going for effect or are you going for taste? You know, chances are nine out of 10 times, if someone just enjoys the taste of a craft beer or a glass of wine, they're only going to have one or two. No big deal. You know, it's, it's, it's right. not, it's a non-issue, but if you're going for effect, then 
which a lot of people are. Um, if you're going for effect, that's when you move, you know, that's when you have more of the specific strategies of, you know, clear liquors, things like what you were saying. See, one of the things that I see a lot is, um, well, like I, I went out with a friend recently who is a craft beer drinker, and I think he had like four craft beers. But to offset the four craft beers, he had like a little bitty meal, you know? And, you know, it's obviously his personal choice, but at the end of the day, I think you would be better off having a full meal and then maybe having three craft beers, you know, or potentially two craft beers. I think having liquor in lieu of real food is a gigantic mistake if performance is the goal down the road. And, you know, it was funny because he was talking about it with me and we're pretty good friends. So, you know, he was real open. Um, you know, there's no secret, right? He, he knows what the problem is. I think for a lot of people, see, this is the other thing. And I think this is really super important as it relates to being in a fat loss cycle. What happens in a fat loss cycle? Virtually every hurdle that you can think of right? So you're going to be more stressed. You're going to sleep less. Typically you're, you're going to react differently. You're going to have more caffeine. You're going to be more agitated. Well, what cures all that? Beer, wine, food, right? So now all of a sudden you're being restrictive at a time that truthfully you shouldn't be. You could have a good strategy for that um, and then deal with it the rest of the week. But if now all of a sudden you open this door and, you know, it's like the Tasmanian devil going through the kitchen for the next four to five hours, you know, what's going to end up happening is the scale is going to be up five to six pounds and then it's an effort scenario, right? Um, and that's why I think most people really struggle um, going into fat loss phases. I think that... Also, people overreact to um, people overreact to the scale being up during the holidays. It should be up, right? I mean, you know, all the good stuff is in there. Sodiums in there. You know, oils are in there. You know, carbs are in there. You know, all all the things that get calories up high. You know. If you can load up on the salad beforehand, load up on the protein, that's going to help you a great deal. And then, you know, another strategy that, that I think of often is if you're going to have dessert, um, kind of like hold it off to the end, you know. Um, and if you can, let everybody eat all the good stuff, you know. Then you have a real choice to make. You know, do you want to eat a shitty dessert or do you want to just you know, go home and, you know, kind of have things that you enjoy. I do find, you know, that I'll often go out to eat, but the things that I really like, you know, I mean, I, I have good and plenties in the house. I have like these ginger snaps in the house. I enjoy these things as a matter of routine, you know? Um, so if it's a choice between an A, B or C dessert, you know, I mean, I might eat A, but I'm not eating B or C. 
I got B and C at home, and I know the effect that that has on my body. So I think that that's something for people to consider as well. I typically I typically use the same um, strategy of with the actual meal. I I will fill up on protein and the veggies. Yeah, you have larger portions of that. And then, like, one of my personal favorites is, of course, I'm from the South, is the sweet potato casserole. And it has to have the marshmallows on top. And that's really, really good. But I'll fill up on, you know, the big servings of protein, you know, green beans, whatever, you know, veggies. And then you fit in a little bit of the smaller stuff of, you know, the things that you know that are going to be more calorie dense with the desserts. I find that a lot of people, it's kind of more behavioral of, you know, okay, there's eight different choices for desserts. I need to try everything. You know, mm-hmm. why would you try everything? But, you know, do you really like pumpkin pie? You know, do you really like whatever? You know, but I mean, you know, looking at it as, you know, oh my God, you know, that chocolate cake with the chocolate ganache and the chocolate mousse filling. Oh, I'm going to have some of that. Right. You know, let me get some of that. But, you know, apple pie, I like it, but not one of my favorites. Yeah, no, I don't need to try, you know, type thing. Don't try it just because it's there. You know, just get something that you that you truly want, you know, or, or truly will enjoy. Well, you know, I was watching TV yesterday and I saw a commercial for Sonic. And look, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that have Sonic on occasion. I don't. Um, I mean, just like looking at the commercials, all I can think is that's 2,000 calories, you know. Um, and it's not so much that 2,000 calories because we're very pro-calorie, but is it 2,000 calories that I need? Is it going to make me feel good when I'm working out? Is it going to make me more inclined to run, you know, or do things like that? So I want to move there because, you know, the next piece I think is going to be, um, a lot of people will try to outwork their eating habits and typically they try to outwork their eating habits with cardio and I'm going to make the argument of doing some combination of both but if you had to pick I might pick weightlifting and the reason why I might pick weightlifting is because when you're bringing in all of these nutrients, right? Think about what muscle skeletal type stuff is going on there. If you want, you know, if you're lifting, you know, big heavy deadlifts like like April and I were talking about earlier, your body is sort of asking for extreme reactions to that. And so I'll often see, I mean, do you see... When you deadlift, is the scale typically down the next day? No. Okay. So you, but you, because you basically set up as a high calorie day? Yes. Well, I'll sit up, I'll, I'll generally eat a little more, I'll deadlift, but generally my body's a little bit more aflame just because I typically do a, high, a lot of higher volume. Yeah. So I don't do near as much volume. Um, you're typically working at submax where I'm working at max, right? So I, you know, will do some cardio. Uh, you know, yesterday, you know, I think I did like 100 push-ups, push um, like real super strict. 
But my, my basic argument is that when you're trying to use nutrients, right? If you're, if, if you're eating at a caloric surplus, it's one of the best times to put on and hold on mass, right? And so if you use those days and around those days as weightlifting days, it's one of the biggest opportunities that you can have. So if you look at it and you go, okay, well, I'm going to run a 10K because, you know, I ate 1,900 calories or whatever, you're like really missing the bigger picture. And ultimately, I just think that your body adjusts to that cardio a lot quicker. I see people all the time burning 4,500 calories a day and eating 1,900 calories a day and still can't lose weight, right? I don't see the same people doing what April is saying, high volume sets and, you know, having, you know, it's just typically a better response with the weightlifting. Would you, would you agree with that or could you make an argument against that on occasion? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, absolutely. Cause you know, like what you were saying, you know, majority of people, most of the time, if you, you know, if you look at numbers wise, you know, most people are in a deficit most days more often than not, you know, and if there's ever a day that you're going to be in a surplus, you know, you, you definitely would, would see much more benefit, you know, with resistance training than with the cardio any day of the week. So I think we should test it out. What? I think me and you should test it out. And then I can't do that, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Um, but you can't do it either, um, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Okay, last thing before we move on to the cardio piece um, is don't overreact. You know, especially if you need to perform, or just jump back into the plan. You know, I think what what I see often is people you know, have, you know, one of these days with a lot of calories and they just, you know, eat as little as possible until the scale corrects itself. And frankly, if they would have done things with the plan, it would have fixed itself as well, right? But they don't know that because they're overreacting every single time. Or like I said, you know, running a 10K or, you know, I'm going to really push, you know, I'm going to go for a five mile hike rather than a, you know, reasonable one and a half mile hike. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're playing a fasciitis acts up and, and, and all these overuse issues start to happen during the holidays. I mean, you hear a lot of people get injured during the holidays, but you don't hear a lot of people going, yeah, it's because I was overdoing it, you know? Um, and I think what April and I are talking about with the weightlifting is like, don't go like crazy with the weightlifting either. You know, you really want to um, just allow for, you know, that adaptation that's going to build lean mass over time and stay weight stable, weight up maybe two to three pounds. But um, right now I'm 175. Uh, you know, it would very much surprise me if I don't walk out at 175 into January, right? Um, just because, you know, most of the days that, well, I'm not, we don't have like a ton of holiday parties to go to. We might have two or three, you know, we have two Thanksgivings and then we have Christmas. Um, 
we have a few things here and there, but most of it, you know, really does fit, you know, my plan, you know, my plan right now. That was, that's, that's what I was going to add was, you know, obviously I have a large family and we'll have a couple of get togethers, but for me, you know, even when, like before, when you said the scale's going to be up, you know, I know the scale's going to be up, but that's because, you know, my aunt Frances doesn't count macros and she doesn't care about sodium and, you know, she whatever in whatever you know i know that when the scale's up it's not because i ate a you know thirteen thousand calorie surplus you know it's because i need to take a poop it's because i need to drink some water you right, know because right. you know i had some extra salt you know but for the most part you know i don't think that i've ever been out you know i've never been through the holidays and actually relaxed and enjoyed myself you know and and came out of it being five or ten pounds heavier i've never done that yeah no the, um, I can't say never, but it's been a while. Um, I remember last year was, was problematic from a sleep standpoint, but I don't remember weight being a huge issue. Um, so, uh, so now we get to the Pokemon Go portion of the programming, which is... Well, what- I just want to say it's about damn time. You know, it's about damn time. You could have you could have surpassed me on the levels if you've been playing a long time ago when I try to get you to play. But go ahead. So what level are you? I'm almost at twenty three. <laughs> what are you at? Are you freaking already past me? I'm level twenty two. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, all right. It's on now. Okay, so so I cheat though, so just so you know. Cause I'm not going to I'm not going to play a game that's not interesting. So so I will buy incubators, right? Um, Cause if I'm gonna if I'm gonna walk 10k a day, you know I'm gonna be hatching 10k's. You know, <laughs> this is why I was saying like like I can't test your cardio theory because I am that psycho. You know, um, but yeah, the uh, it's it's been a good way. Well, first of all, my oldest daughter was really into it. It has been really into it all throughout the summer, you know, and, uh, you know, she, she doesn't buy incubators. She doesn't, she, she, she's more active than she was, right? And so that's a good thing. It's definitely got her moving. Um, then my youngest daughter was kind of playing, you know, alongside her. Um, while she was walking, so she needed a friend to walk, so she would walk with her. And then eventually my youngest daughter got her own. And then that's what sort of drug me into it. And so now it's, it's been on, right? Like, um, here in, in many, in St. Paul, Minneapolis, the best place to go is Rice Park. I've been to Rice Park three of the last three days, right? And that's like 30 miles from my house. So that's how psycho it is. Um, like, how many Dratinis have you caught? Just, just as a manner of perspective. Not a lot. Not a lot. You, you have way more, more good areas and stops than I do. Like when y'all posted that, that the other day in the one group, I was like seriously jealous. Like I need to go visit there just so I can go Pokemon hunting. Yeah, the, um, I think I've caught like five Dratinis in the last three days. Um, one, one of which I hatched, you know, 
and have been able to kind of, but I have an, an Arachtil. Arac, um, it's like, it's like a, it's dragon. It's a 10K. Um, so my, so, so my son is 11 and he is really, really good at computers and gaming and programming and all kinds of stuff. It's just insane. Well, he found a hack for Pokemon Go. And he went in where you can teleport to different countries. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. And I'll show you that. There's certain ones that you can only catch there, certain yeah. ones you can only catch in Japan, and, and caught these and then came back. Of course, I explained to him that it was cheating. And he said, you yeah, know, well, I don't understand why you don't use the hack. I said, I want to put in the work and do it myself. See, I'm not above I'm it. I, see, my daughters make the argument that you make because I buy incubators. I am all about the hacks. I'm all about the cheating. You know, I am in this to make the game as interesting as possible. Um, but I, you know, I haven't done anything like. Now we did. Do you use fast maps, or did you use fast maps? No. You don't know what fast maps is. No. What the heck is that? So we need to have a separate meeting after this webinar, so you can tell. Well, fast maps doesn't exist anymore. It like closed down two days ago because the Pokemon people closed it down. But basically, if, if you would see like a um, a Pokemon spawn, let's say across the lake, you know, where I live, um, Fast Maps would tell you exactly where it is. And so you could drive to that location and catch it. Yeah. Yes. No, I had, I had actually um, heard something like that. My son had downloaded that and I downloaded it. But it didn't work for me. I didn't see the things that he saw, so I deleted it. I only had had it for half a day, and it didn't work. Yeah, so. the, this would not have been Fast Maps, but Fast Maps they they've shut down. Um, they do have trackers similar to Fast Maps that um, that they're they're. Uh, it's in San Francisco. It's in Washington State. It's like in the game, right? So um, that that makes the game a lot more interesting. Um, so I have to tell you what Rice Park is like, because the place that I sh showed you was Chanhassen and, and how this relates to cardio, right? I mean, it's routine to get in 20,000 steps, you know, playing Pokemon Go. Okay. But I've got advanced level Pokemon Go for you. A bike. My daughter taught me that. Have you done it? Yeah, we did it. We did it over the summer where it was really hot and my son didn't want to walk, so we would bike. But you only you can only go but so fast. You have to be kind of going slow for the steps to track up. Yeah, that's not a problem. Um, the worst part is is that I'm using my wife's bike. So, so I'm using my wife's bike um, because my bike is I, well. I don't know. You know, it's it's unseasonably warm here. And, uh, you know, my bike has a flat tire, so, you know, I don't know if I want to get it fixed because <laughs> it could be snowing next week, but, but biking, I mean, you can, you can hatch a 10 K a lot faster. Um, incense is better on a bike. Um, so like all these things, my, my daughters are teaching me, um, but, uh, I caught a Dragonite um the other day um oh wow like in the wild yeah in the wild um was super super hard to catch and then it had no cp so um <laughs> all the people watching are just like 
Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, I think if you're looking for something, there's, there's obviously a lot of time with your family. You know, if you're a parent and you're just looking to hang out with your kids, you know, your kids would love to go to whatever the hottest spot is. And it's a great way for you to connect with them and have conversations. And so if anybody thinks, wow, you know, this is sounding like the dorkiest conversation, it may sound like the dorkiest conversation. Um, and I was making fun of the game, right, earlier. Um, but, but I am enjoying it, but I'm really enjoying the connection with my daughters probably more than anything. Now, Rice Park, so like Rice Park is an Aerodactyl spawn there, like an Ammonite spawn there, like all these really super rare Pokemon spawn there. The problem with the really super rare Pokemons, and I think they have to fix this in the game, by the way. So you catch a Dragonite. I mean, I went through like 12 Ultra Balls, you know, all my Pokeballs to catch this damn thing because it's like super far back. And so they make it really hard to catch. Um, and I was kind of bummed because I was with my youngest daughter and um, we found it was like in this little cul-de-sac. Um, we had to drive there. Um, so we found the Dragonite. I catch the Dragonite and she's like panicked because she's thinking she's not going to catch it. So, and I'm not really that good at the game. I'm not really good at throwing the balls and stuff yet. You know, I'm still working on curve balls and stuff like this. Um, and uh, so she wanted me to do it for her because I had caught it. I was like, no, I don't, you know, because you're better at the trust me. Um, and uh, but she did get hers. The problem is, is the low CP. So what I think in the game is that if you catch like a Dragonite, right, but he's only got 500 CP, he's basically useless to you unless, you know, like you're looking at it from the collecting standpoint, right? Now, you know what I've noticed? Well, I've noticed that once you catch one, even if it's low CP, lower CP, they will start popping up. So you will see them after that. So you may have been looking for like the Dragonite for a long time. And then when you finally catch one and then you're all bummed out because it's low CP, you will actually start seeing it more often is what I have observed. Like some of the rare ones, like the, have you caught the Lickitung yet? No. The, the pink, it's got like this big tongue that like flaps I've around. seen it, yeah, but I, I haven't caught one, no. That's like a rare one. Caught that, I had never seen it, and I asked my son, I'm like, what the heck is this, you know, and then I catch it, and then just out of the blue, and then all of a sudden I start seeing them in my neighborhood and stuff. Oh, and you might have a nest. Yeah, you might have a nest. No, it's, it's, I've, I've observed that after you catch one, then you'll start seeing, you'll start seeing that one more frequently other than you know, that, the common ones. That so might be true. The, that might be true because I know we probably caught 10 Pikachus, you know, in our neighborhood and for the longest time. Now there was a recent update where, you know, there, some of these are spawning more. Um, do you, what, it, there's... I can't remember what it's called. It's like Syroad or it's, it's something where you can go to check for nests of, of Pokemons. Um, that could be interesting. I think that that's yeah. a, that's a fun way to, to kind of do things. I evolved my Pikachu because I used it. Um, I walked with it as my buddy during the, the Halloween update where you were getting like 
Oh, don't even talk to me about the Halloween update. I mean, like, <laughs> like I blew so much opportunity um, with the Halloween update. Oh my goodness, that was like I was walking so much more and was because when you hatch the eggs, you got like the amount of candies for them. Yeah, um, but, they, but they're I, go, they're gonna do more of those, um, is what I'm hearing. You know, I think it's probably smart for them to not do that many, um, just because you know it does create that interest. You know, so if they did one for Thanksgiving and then one for Christmas and you know all these different holidays, it would just get to be redundant and you would just expect it all the time agree and it's not as fun the story that she told about your daughter where you caught the dragonite and she hadn't caught hers that is the only downfall you know you have this awesome bonding experience with your children and you you know genius game where they have all these stops at all these yeah. active places and these parks and things like that so you're spending all this quality time with them until that rare pokemon pops up and you catch it, and your kid doesn't. <laughs> that happened to me, but it was me, and I still feel bad, you know, because we they they caught the ammonite, and um, and it despawned right as I was catching it, and now I was told that I could email into the game, and they would probably give it to me because it said it said that I got oh, it. Hell no, that is. Oh my goodness! You. <laughs> but I got I got the got you. It just like despawned right as we were oh, doing. Oh really? Okay, no, that sucks. That sucks. I thought you were talking about they caught it and, and then it kind of like ran from you. Um, no, that's happened the other way around. Of I caught it and then he was trying to catch it and then it ran from him. And I think he commenced to throwing his phone down in the road and and basically um, saying, you know, some mean things to me and just I, like a total spoiled brat. And then at that point, rather than me trying to be understanding of, don't worry, you'll catch another one. Just he was just being mean, and I just looked at him and said, "Well, that sucks for you." So, <laughs> so, you, so you basically just trash talked your son. Yeah. Well, he trash talked me first, so he was just acting like a jerk because he didn't get it. And I'm like, it's happened to me before. If he caught something, I didn't, but I didn't, you know, pitch a fit and have a nervous breakdown, you know. So. Yeah. The um. No, it's been fun. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I I am the type. I mean, as obviously, you know, being level twenty two in like a week, um, I can be fairly obsessive about this kind of stuff. Um, it does help when you when you buy incubators and buy lucky eggs and stuff like that. You know, um, you can get a lot farther a lot quicker. Um, but I'm like real close to like owning a bunch of gems around here. You know. Um, <laughs> oh, that's that's another thing is um, in our new neighborhood where we moved at the um, community pool is a Pokemon gym. And it's funny because every, almost every day I'll go over and I'll take over that gym and collect the coins. And so I rack up all my coins and then I buy incubators and whatever, balls, whatever I need. And um, most of these kids, you know, they're around here. They're like my son's age playing. And I joked with, with um, Tom, with my husband and said, next summer when the pool opens back up, I'm going to get a tank top on the back that says April Black 7-7. So all those kids are going to know he's been taking down their gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, I'm ETP Paul, um, and I'm just telling you right now, because my goal, you know, because in gyms you see like the same stuff over and all, you know, it's like a gym with seven Vaporeons, you know, um, my my goal is to, you know, kind of put my Aerodactyl in there, you know, and, you know, like get a good Slowbro, get a good VMOF, you know, like some interesting stuff. 
um, that you don't see every single day, you know? Um, me and, and Tommy and Tom, we took over a gym in downtown Fayetteville and Tommy and I put in like what you did, kind of a rare one that no one really sees. And then Tom tries to be funny and he puts, puts in a Weedle. Yeah. That was like 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So you guys play together, all three of you together. Yeah. Yeah. So that, mm -hmm. that makes battling gyms a lot better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they need to work on that interface to where you can kind of change things around a little bit more because it's just a little, it's a little awkward. You know, you have to spend like, you know, 10 minutes kind of setting that up. But, uh, yeah. but in general, I, I really liked it, you know, and with the holidays coming up, there's going to be a lot of time, um, you know, free time available that, you know, my girls and I, there's so many good areas here in the Twin Cities, you know, there's the the lakes area, which is just crazy stuff, spawns there. The University of Minnesota, um, a lot of, lot of that's well known for having Dragonites, um, and then uh, Rice Park, obviously. You know, we get a lot of weird, rare stuff, um, and so it just so happens that I was close to downtown um, the last three days, but. Um, my daughter actually dates this 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 kid that lives in St. Paul, um, and normally I, I I would make Vicky bring him home because on the weekend because I drive the girls around all week long, right? So normally I would say, okay, well you bring Lucian home on Sunday since you know in general I'm I'm the driver most of the week. Um, magically yesterday I was like, no, I'll bring Lucian, no big deal, you know. Um, okay, so for the last 20 minutes, the everyone's like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Um, so I'll, I will mark that in the podcast, but we do have to get to, and someone is saying that I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, I apologize. Uh, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that, uh, up on my, um, linguistics as it relates to, uh, Pokemon or what any of these things are called you know I just know that they have a number I know you want the number high right um, and you want them to have cool things oh there's another thing too see around my house there's so many good places so there's a, uh, a place called Capone Art Park and so there's statues throughout the park right so I can just go there and just like load up on everything um, so if I hatch all my eggs today, I just go there, load up on eggs and then incubate, incubate all my eggs. So they hatch at the exact same time. And then I put in a lucky egg and then evolve them or hatch and evolve whatever I can at that point. So I, and that's how I get through a lot of the levels real, real quick. So you just, you talk to Vicky and tell me, tell me when would be a good time for us to come visit for, for a couple of days. You know, we need to catch up and uh, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like we need to make a great trip to, to Minnesota. Just come to the Mall of America for, for a little shopping on the weekend, you know, but, uh, but you got to bring your battling people. Are you, okay, what team are you? Mystic. Okay, so you're not, we're, it, Mystic is purple? Blue. Blue, yeah, we're red, so, so, anyway, all right. I appreciate everybody listening in to all that geek talk, hopefully. But uh, like I said, 
you're still getting in like 20,000 steps. It is a great way um, to get in, uh, you know, some cardio without killing yourself, right? Um, without without purposely, you know, without it being, it's it's fun. You know, it's more for fun and you enjoy yourself rather than, oh, i got to take this walk or, oh, i got to get these steps. I'm, gl I'm, glad you, I'm glad that I know that people like you think of it like that because that's not how I think of it like. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm just thinking of it like it is you know it's funny though because i was thinking of it it really is like fat loss right it's it's the long game you cannot think of this from the standpoint of i've got to get to you know as quickly as possible you know because you start to get to these higher levels and you start to realize you're going to be you know like my aerodactyl for me to power him up i've got to walk with him and so I've got to do a 5K just to get one piece of candy, and it costs three candies to power them up, you know. And when you power them up, it's like the least climactic thing ever, you know. It, like, barely does anything, so. 23 CP. All right, we got to do our memes. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye.